This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 552 of Shudders Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuddersIncPodcast.com and joining me once again with his sexy voice from Melbourne, it is Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? If you think I'm sexy and you want my morning, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a Shetland pony today, mate. Excellent. Yeah. Little horse. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm a little horse. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm, uh, I, uh, I walked up to a uh, soft serve ice cream van yesterday and said, um, uh, can I have a, a, a cone uh, dipped in chocolate? And the guy said, crushed nuts? I said, no, just a bit of laryngitis. <laughs> So, sorry, folks, for some reason I woke up this morning uh, just a little on the uh, scrunchy side of the voice. <laughs> so we're going to keep this pretty short. Uh, so what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Not a lot the last couple of weeks, just a bit of uh, tidying up the end of the project for Tamron Japan. Yep, nice. Uh, yesterday I went into Tamron Australia's head office and uh, yeah. we filmed some uh, some shorts and some reels and some intro stuff for the new lens when it comes out. So we talked about some photos. We talked about the lens. And so maybe that was it. Maybe because I actually socialised with people yesterday and talked to people <laughs> that uh, my voice goes, nah, one that's, day's enough, dude. Yeah, that's enough socialising for now, lads. <laughs> yeah, got a, a fair old cough going this morning too, which is good. So, yeah, so one, one day of being social, the body's gone, I've, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So I take it that was where you were playing around with the roto adjustable uh, diffusion video light thing. Yeah. So well, so what's happening in um, October this year? I'm, I'm I'm being involved in the Bright Festival of Photography, which I think we talked about last episode or a recent right. episode. Uh, Do so you qualify as bright? Uh, fortunately, <laughs> it's the location, not the not the subject matter. <laughs> Uh, so I'm doing I'm doing two two sessions two two lots of two workshops so the same workshop two different days right uh, one's um, called photographing in shit locations <laughs> uh, that's the actual title of it and nice. uh, so how to create interesting photos when you've got absolutely nothing to work with yeah uh, and the second one's an evening um, photo walk around town with LED lighting oh nice and uh, so the, this company Roto Light has uh, approached me to to do the lighting, use their lighting for this stuff, and this is this is high end, expensive lighting, but bloody right. marvelous. Uh, so one thing first up with the lights alone. So think of it like an LED panel, yeah, um, but it's round rather than yeah you know, rather than square or a rectangle. Yeah, uh, but it's got its own app, so you can dial, you can you can connect to via app. So if you're if your lights fifty feet down the corridor or whatever you're shooting and throwing light back at you, you can control color. I mean, yeah, you've got 16 million colours you can choose from. You can control intensity. You can control all sorts of stuff without having to walk 50 feet back and forth. And <laughs> nice. You don't, get, you, don't get a, you don't get a physique like mine by doing that much exercise, Bruce. <laughs> it's, uh, so that's going to be pretty, so pretty cool. And uh, whilst I was looking over their lights and you know, learning to play with the app and stuff, they pulled out this thing called the Smart Softbox. Okay. And, and which is basically it's a, it's a, another attachment that goes onto the light. And you, it's such, well, it's a soft box, so it's designed to make the light softer, which is what it does. But you can dial on the back of it, turn this little dial, and it changes opacity from wow. basically almost see-through to complete opacity. Wow. Um, so you have amazing control of not only the softness, but you know, how much softness and how much light uh, combination you want. 
Um, not quite infinite control, but a lot of a lot more variety than you've ever been able to do before. That's very uh, cool. Never seen anything like it. It was is is really cut, really quite remarkable. Um, it, it makes me wonder: is there some sort of principle behind that design that is? In line with variable ND filters, like is it? It's that kind of feel to it, yeah. yeah. Where, where you maybe it's got these two opaque things, you know, but I don't know. But it, but it didn't seem to rotate; it just seemed to just disappear. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so you, you turn this dial, and the opacity just magically just <laughs> dissipated. <laughs> Which uh, so I put a little short reel up on my yeah, uh, on my Facebook it. and bet, and it's like this is just remarkable, you know. Um, so I don't know. It, it was just it was just an incredible piece of kit, and I was talking to them. I said, "Well, it'd be also great if you could come out with a Fresnel lens for this thing." So rather than because like all and LED panels, they have a fairly wide throw. Yeah. So I was thinking if you could get a Fresnel lens to go on the front of this to focus light, and if you could turn the dial mm-hmm. and the the lines on the Fresnel lens change how close and how far away they are so you, you could then focus the light further and closer yeah. and they've gone ooh so I don't know yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like I've thrown them an idea which may you know sometime come yeah. to fruition I don't know you know nice. I'm not sure what the technical uh, limitations would be but some even either way some sort of fresnel uh, fresnel lens for those who don't know what a fresnel lens is um often miscalled a fresnel lens um it's like the thing on the front of your flash if you've got a flash gun you've got those little concentric circles it kind of focuses the light and gives it direction and anytime you're playing with light as as a photographer um control is king yeah so that's control of brightness softness angles and edges edges of the light yeah so, um, yeah, so that was pretty good. It was, a, it was kind of a, a fun little, and you know, after being around, and, and actually, the guy, the guy showing me said exactly this wow, for someone who's been around so long to be shown something new, that's really cool. And I completely agree, yeah, getting to see something new that you hadn't seen before, um, yeah, just kind of warmed this jaded heart, <laughs> yeah, uh, not much. Like it's got, it went from ice cold to slightly tepid. Uh, but uh, but very very cool. So that was a fun day. Yeah, nice. nice. Highlight highlight of the day, of course, would be the uh, pork belly ban me from the uh, shop around the corner. Sorry, from the shop. You don't know what a ban me. You know what a ban me is. No, don't know what a ban me is. Oh, no. Bruce, where have you been living, mate? Uh, ban <laughs> ban me is a Vietnamese roll, uh, ah. bread roll, bread roll with vegetables and right. either chicken or pork or whatever it's like. They're, okay. they're, they're God's gifted rolls to sandwiches. Right. You know? right. Okay. Next one's a B-A-N-H-M-I. Check them out. Keep an eye out for them. Okay. And if you see one, yeah. um, get one. Right. Okay. And you'll 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 never look backwards. Okay. Unless you think someone's trying to steal your band meat, then you'll keep looking over your shoulder. Um, <laughs> but here around the corner, I've got this, this amazing place where they do this pork belly and grated carrot coleslaw. Uh, not carrot, grated apple coleslaw. Um, oh, it's the only reason I dra- drive the whole hour up there to see them. This <laughs> t- I'm going to see you guys. <laughs> what, are you taking me out for lunch? Where could we go? Let's go here. Yeah. <laughs> Very subtle. I think, I think they might be wise to me. So that's kind of um, the majority of what I've been doing this last this last little bit of time, I think. Yeah, right. yeah so not, a, not an awful lot. It doesn't seem like two weeks, I've got to say. 
Right. You know? <laughs> um, mind you, I've, yeah, I've had my youngest one at hospital and off sick oh. and my eldest one off sick and my mm. wife's had it, been off sick and I've been uh, – it's just been a joyful winter of flus and all sorts of stuff down here this year. Oh, that's no good, mate. No good. Yeah, yeah but tis what it is what it is. That's and what it. about yourself? Have you been Me? planning I've, your move? I've been, you? I've been out shooting those video backdrops that we discussed in the last vi- in the last episode. Oh, that's right. For yeah, the I ABC. All about that until you I, I actually it. had a lot of fun doing that. And really? uh, I'm going to keep on doing them. Uh, I've, I've basically said to them, what I'll aim to do is just get out once a week and shoot one more and then that way we can build up quite a library of these backdrops and as i've sort of i've been thinking about it and i've said to them what i what i plan to do is over the course of a 12-month period is create a bunch of these video backdrops and put them in folders by season and then that way you know whatever time of the year it is we can bring up appropriate backdrops and it also means that we are only using a quarter of the library at any one time and so they won't age as quickly do do they wear out do they (laughs) well obviously the skyline of the city changes and certain things change and you know so sometimes you you do need to refresh them for for that reason so Um, what you're saying is whether you use it every single day or once a year the problem still exists exactly yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter how many times you use them, Bruce. <laughs> well, I, I, I suggest you should do it over a full year, not just 12 months. Right. And um, yeah, try and get all the seasons. Get those extra know. few days in. Or come down to Melbourne <laughs> and you've got those four seasons in an hour and uh, your job's done pretty quickly. The, the, the problem with that is it tends not to look like Newcastle then. <laughs> oh, CGI, do. <laughs> hey, I, the whole thing. Yeah. But anyway, I've had a lot of fun doing that. And Why don't you, why don't you, Try and to get one of your video backdrops mm. and AI it. <laughs> and get, no, I'm serious at get an AI background, which could be kind of cool. Right. And um, it, just for if, if, if you're doing a story on something that's a bit more techy, or are we going to be really, be really? If you've seen, have you seen some of the AI videos that are out there? They're, no. they're pretty. They're pretty. Go look at. They're pretty remarkable. Yeah. Right. Um, so what what you could do to you? It, it would just add. A, people would be looking at your screen and going, "What the hell." You know, wow, <laughs> you know, but it's a real impact. Yeah, you know, right. that, that would be so, and yeah, you never know, it'd be worth, it'd be worth investigating. Well, I've, I've got to say, the girls in the newsroom have been absolutely ecstatic over the last week. Uh, of, of the fact that A, there's some new backdrops, and B, they're, they're high res, you know, because I'm shooting in 4K and the three or four backdrops that they had previously, a couple of them were 1920 by 1080, but one of them was like 1024 by 576. It looked like it <laughs> came out of a Minecraft server, you know. Oh, my <laughs> it was God. just shocking. That's so, hilarious. Um, Welcome so to they're the very, 90s, yeah. they're very appreciative to have some new video uh, backdrops to use. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you'll so have, yeah, to, so you'll have to take a photo. You have to take a photo of the screen, TV screen of them presenting in front of one of your things. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, do a um, screenshot. Yeah, and uh, and and part of the whole process of of creating these, I you know realized that there were some some challenges to what I was trying to do because they said to me it'd be ideal if these could run just a little bit longer than an hour because uh, sometimes they're used for a a, a one-hour show called The Drum. And so I thought to myself, well, I don't really want to be 
taking up an entire you know hour and a half out on a shoot so if i can shoot maybe a 20 25 minute clip and just loop it a couple of times then we we end up with the same uh, effect. So the sun comes up, the sun goes back again, and it's back up and again. And that is exactly the, the, problem. Uh, the yeah. problem. So yeah. what I, what I did was a couple of them. It, it kind of worked, and, and a couple of them it was a bit bit obvious. Where I would I would do like a a, a twenty second transition. So, oh, yeah. so that you don't notice it being super obvious. Um, and it, and it kind of works, and there's a couple of times where it didn't really work, but um, yeah. I guess it depends on the time of day you do it, and some exactly. days will be better for it than others. I mean, if you've got a, a day with almost only blue sky, yeah, you know, you're not going to have too many problems there except the shadows. Exactly. But, um, if it's yep. time of year, and yeah, you know, they're all either pretty high up, or you know, yep. one hour in an afternoon, or one hour in the morning is not going to be. Uh, I suppose it will be reasonably different. Yeah, you yeah. want summer. Yeah, stri- almost straight down. Yeah, so um, been having fun with that. Did learn some things about video encoding bit rates and how uh, the um, I came across this formula that I'd not encountered before, which is if you want good quality in your video render, you should work on the. This is for four K. You should work on the principle of two thousand times your frame rate so if your frame rate is 25 frames a second then you multiply that by 2000 which like 100 or something give you 50 megabits or 50,000 megabits per second is roughly the uh, encoding bit rate you need because what had happened was i'd exported the the first versions that i that i ran off at about 8000 kilobits yeah. And I got them to work, and I dumped them on the USB key, and I plugged them into the TV, and I brought them up, and I went, oh, yuck, I can see all this artifacting, particularly in the big expanses of blue sky, you know, where there yeah. was no changes, you know, no tonal change, and you could see all this blocky artifacting. I'm going, oh, that looks like crap. And so came came back to Google and started asking questions, and, of course, eventually came across this uh, this formula and went, ooh, okay, so that means I need to be encoding at a much higher bit rate. So I re-rendered the videos, and now they look much, much better than they did in the the first renders um the downside of course is that when you're doing a 75 minute render you end up with a file that's you know close to 10 gigabytes in size so i'm gonna have to uh in go and buy a a bigger like an ssd hard drive that can plug into the tv because the the 128 gig usb key is going to be full almost in no time at all you think so (laughs) yeah So yeah, so that was um, that's that was one thing, and I had a I, I've put it down in the show notes as my genius idea for travelling. Oh dear, yeah. I've not heard anyone else suggest this. There could be there could be a reason. For that. So it's possible that someone else has come up with this idea, or it, as you say, or <laughs> suggest it might be a crap idea. Go on. But I had this idea, right? You're travelling with multiple memory cards. And there's always the possibility, you know, we, we aim to be, you know, careful with our gear, but there's always the possibility you might lose a memory card at some point. Yes. Yeah, you might drop it. You could. You know, and it, it falls down a stormwater drain or, or it falls over the edge of the boat or, or whatever, and, the, and you can't recover it. Yeah. But someone might find that thing. 
they might. Right. Now, a memory card is not susceptible to, to water damage like a camera is, right? You could dry it out in some rice and the, and the memory card will still work. So I had this idea. I thought, I wonder... If I created a text file with contact details and stored that in the root directory of the memory card, would my camera still write to the memory card even though the Windows operating system has recently interfered with the memory card? So I tried it, and it it does work. Of course. And I thought, man... That's an awesome idea. Put a contact details text file into the root directory of your memory card, put it on all your memory cards, which I've now done, and that way, if you do happen to lose your memory card and somebody else happens to find it, what are they going to do? The first thing they're going to do is they're going to stick it into their computer and go, can I, you know, can we somehow find the person who appears in these photos? And if they see that little contact details text file that says... If found, please contact, you know, Bruce at, you know, studio at audio to you.com. I thought, you could do worse. <laughs> well, you could do worse. You could do nothing at all. Exactly. <clears throat> now, you say now, it best when you say nothing at all, Bruce. Now, the one, the one caveat Floor. is this. The moment you <coughs> reformat that card in camera, you're going to lose that text file. Yes. Because your camera will erase the card. So don't reformat the card. Exactly. And that's my intent. Like, with my travel to Alaska, my intent is to take enough memory cards that I don't need to erase anything before I get home. And if I do run out, I'll just buy more cards while I'm travelling. But I'm taking enough cards that I believe will be more than enough for what I need for three weeks. Um, And so, I've yeah, I've put this little contact details text file onto each of the memory cards. I I have a few issues with your plan. Okay, yeah. Okay. In the greater world of ours, Mm. how many people percentage-wise do you think are tech-savvy? Half. Okay, Bruce. In this greater world of ours, how many people do you think are tech savvy? <laughs> less than half. How much less than half, Bruce? Shall we say 10%? I, I don't know. One in 10 may have the thought process. Okay. That's not a nerd like you to go, you know what? I'm going to check this memory card to see what's on it. And all these other MP. The file, all these other file folders that are on these things, yeah. they're going to find what. Oh, I'm looking for the address folder. But that's the well, point. Uh, it's in the root directory. It's the first yeah. thing you're going to see. No, it's not. People aren't going to look for that. <laughs> Here's the next problem. Most people aren't going to have an SD card reader to read that card in the first place to find out rather than looking at your photo. Have you heard the... This is a a new technology I was learning about last week. It's called a sticker, Bruce. (laughs) And you put a sticker on the outside of the memory cards with, if lost, please email this email. That's it. And and then you need to pick it up to read it because the memory card is... (laughs) It's okay. If lost, bold. If lost, bold. Details. Pretty simple. Okay. And most people will be able to look at that and go, oh, I think that might be information. 
That could be information right there. I better look at that. Get yourself a shortened URL for your for your for some for a way of contacting you. Pop it on the outside. Now here's the thing. Ah, QR code. How many people? QR code. No, Bruce. Yes, no. Bruce. No. <laughs> yes. QR code. How many on people the, on, on, the, the, on the outside uh, of the memory card? I know what you're saying. It's just a <laughs> stupid idea, Bruce. No, it's not because you can have a QR code that points to your own website. Bruce. Bruce, let's start this again. How many people in the world do you think are tech savvy? Everyone knows how to use a QR code because no, of COVID. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. You're going now. Excuse, excuse me, being a bit rude to a, a small portion of our very small audience. <laughs> You're going to the Americas, Bruce. <laughs> They still went through COVID. They know how to use a QR code reader now. <gasps> oh, excuse me, that, that cold of mine is is uh, is up. No, no, it's you are you are massively, massively reducing the chance of finding your memory card okay. if you put a QR code on it. Because I guarantee you, right now, majority of people will not have a clue how to. I've watched people at restaurants try to order. Using the QR menu, oh, yeah. they, have, they struggle to put on, turn on their phone, Bruce, <laughs> let alone aim it at the QR code. And you know what most of the times they do, and I've watched this over and over, they're pointing their phone at the QR code with the camera on, but it's the camera that's facing their face. <laughs> so there's their face in the phone, and they're pointing it at the QR code, and they can't figure out why it doesn't work. <laughs> And you want these people to try and return your memory card? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if lost, please contact. Look at your SD memory card. How much data is put on there, Bruce? Um, assume from how much written information you got. Brand names. You got how many how many uh, megabits per second that could write? It's got all this information. You can cover up all that. Just put your info and. Yeah. In the English-speaking world, in the Americas, you've got a you know, 70% chance that people will be able to read. <laughs> at a level, at a level that's competent to say, what does if lost mean? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Always work to the lowest common denominator because they're the ones yeah. who are walking around with their heads down because yeah. they're <laughs> shuffling. They're the ones likely to see a memory card because they've got their heads down if you've dropped it. <laughs> Okay, I thought Lavin- it was a good Lavender, idea. Lavender solves the world's problems again. <laughs> look, you know, it doesn't hurt to have it on there. I'll give you that. Yeah. Because if there one nerd who, uh, who was trying to put his pen back in his pocket protector as he's walking along, <laughs> is looking down, trying to get his pen in there, oh, look, there's a memory card. I bet that in, in the root file has someone's data about how to find them. First thing they'd think of. Yeah. Then out of the other pockets, they pull out their SD uh, card reader device with the interface to their phone. Yeah. And here's the thing: don't ask them to to send the card back to you, Bruce. They'll be able to from that from that you from that uh, SD card reader interface to their phone. Be able to stream those photos on the card to your house immediately for you. Job done. And they can even keep the memory card. Right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I 
and my job here is done. Thank okay. you for <laughs> right. so much better now we've had this chat. Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. <laughs> You're going to love my first story. Have you got a story? Yeah. I thought that was your story. No. <laughs> I, your first thing on here is my genius idea. Okay, yeah, so the, the next thing after that. Okay, so uh, your genius you, idea was sticker with poo yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, we, we're past that. I just know that you'll, you'll, you'll tear this one to shreds. I really don't see the appeal of 150 to 600. <laughs> I yeah, didn't so Bruce, even read it. Bruce, yeah. can I just say... This guy's maybe a photographer. I don't know. I haven't looked at the article. <laughs> it's people like him yeah. that you may be reliant upon to send back your memory cards. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just not prove my point on your very first bloody thing? I don't see. <laughs> I'll, I'll never be one to stifle innovation and can appreciate that these 150 to 600 mil lenses do have their merits. They're great for astro work, shooting the moon, or telephoto landscapes where you don't need a fast aperture. But I've seen these lenses become popular with sports and wildlife photographers. Wildlife photographers using a 600 mil lens, Bruce. What the hell <laughs> what? are they thinking? Crazy. They should be using a wide angle like you shoot the moon. Yeah, so that was a good shot, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a hell of a shot. I think the money would be better put towards a 70 to 200 2.8 or a 300 mil 2.8. This guy's. You know, I saw uh, on scrolling through Facebook last night a Zeiss lens yeah. promo piece for a 1700 millimeter f4. Whoa. Yeah. Now, this guy might be able to use that for his astro. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I have to, so yeah. The, the thing looks enormous. I've got no idea um, ha- how big this thing was, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. I don't think there's any comment section on this one, Bruce. Oh, really? How What's disappointing! The, and I've got to, I've got to say, I do love that. At the end of this article, they've got the promo for the best deals for 150 yeah. 600 mil lenses. <laughs> it's-, it's like that's. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that's, that's disappointing. There's no. What, what's the point of having a website that we can't take the piss out of the comments? I know. You know? I know. This guy, this, this guy should be pilloried from pillar to post. <laughs> that's it. God. Yeah, and, and the thing is, and here's the beers. The enough. This has always been one of my bugbears. One of my many bugbears, I might add, because I've got a few, Bruce. In case you hadn't noticed. Oh, right. <laughs> was people listen to people like this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just because you. Got an opinion doesn't mean you should share it, you know. <laughs> Basically, isn't it? You know, it's, it's like, yeah, some keep that shit to yourself, dude. You know, the world's bad enough. Yeah, listen to me, folks. It's my opinions valid, <laughs> and there's aren't. opinions instead. <laughs> my, my opinions. Very valid. Common <laughs> common bloody sense, you know? Uh, oh, anyway. dear, oh dear. <laughs> so that's a funny article. Well um, done to you. Paul Sutton sent us one. And the first one is a Reddit 
post. If you look ugly in photos, it doesn't mean you are ugly in real life. Hey, I dispute that. <laughs> Why do you dispute that? <laughs> Have you seen my face? <laughs> I look at your face every every two weeks. So they should know. It's 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 why we dropped the podcast back to fortnightly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, so what's so what? So tell me, what's this guy's this guy's lunas? This guy should be using one hundred and fifty to six hundred <laughs> at six hundred mil for portrait. Is that why you're far away from the ugly? That's right. Distance helps. Like, that's another good reason for one fifty to six hundred. Uh, yeah. yeah. You anyway, can run. Um, I I don't really understand the point of this. The um, reason is that you're just not photogenic. Right. So you're not ugly. Right. You just don't take a good photo. <laughs> right. Now there is okay. There is, a, is uh, there is some merit to this, but we'll just have a quick read what he says. Okay. It happens to a lot of people in converting a three D image like a person into a two D image like a photo. Some features are lost. Yeah, a whole D. One whole <laughs> D is lost. We see in three D, Bruce, because we have two eyes. Right. And a camera, Bruce. Yeah. Only has one. Oh. <laughs> that can only see in 2D, so it doesn't get our facial features correct. Right. Sometimes the camera literally flips the photo like a mirror. What? <laughs> if you look beautiful in the mirror, you're most likely very beautiful. What the hell is it? What? Sometimes the this camera is, this literally is flips like an the AI photo. word salad. <laughs> Cameras distort reality, usually in subtle ways, but people who take lots of portrait shots will tell you that posture, how you stand, can make a world of difference, not because it changes the way you look in person, which it can do, because like if you're slouched versus standing up, you know, straight, totally makes a difference how you look, uh, but because it strongly affects the way you show up on camera. People tell us in portrait shops to say that posture can make it the world difference, not because it changes the way you look in person, but because it strongly affects the way you show up in camera. I think some st- people instinctively have good camera posture, and it does a lot. There's a comment. Please say this comments. <laughs> Well, it's Reddit, mate. It's all comments. <laughs> it's all, is it? I've never read it, so I wouldn't know. Um, well, here's the thing. One person now, said, clearly the only option is to get a sculpture of your own head done. <laughs> in mirror, because it looks like you're, what you see in the mirror yourself. And then, someone, you? and then someone replied to that and said, and carry that around with you. <laughs> okay. Now, look, if we put this from an audio file perspective like yourself, yeah. right, You'll say there's some merit to your voice sounds different how you hear it versus how you hear it recorded. Yep. And that's because of how the body processes that information, how it resonates through all the different parts of your Bone conduction, what we call bone conduction. So if you've only ever seen yourself in a mirror, seeing yourself not in a mirror can be slightly... It has the same thing. Disconcerting. It's a bit, again, like you're hearing your voice recorded... But seeing your face in in a picture is is uh, slight. There's there's anomalies to how you think you look. Yeah. So so I guess, I guess definitely there's some merit to that. And I would always say that you, some people you look at them and you go, yeah, well they're not particularly attractive. But the second you put them in front of a camera, uh, all of a sudden, bang, they 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 just come to life. And I was shooting a model actually. I think it was last week, actually. Uh, I was shooting a model for this Tamron project, and when she arrived, it's like, 
okay then. Uh, I thought oh, we're gonna. I thought we were gonna struggle. But as soon as I put this model in front of the camera, straight away, it, she improved significantly from how she looked to my naked eye. So this is just last week. So this is a very, uh, very you know, recent example of this. You know, how you, someone looks in real life versus how they model or how they photograph. So there's some elements to it, but I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not smart. I'm not sure how much of it is 2D v 3D and one. Yeah, but I, I think there's a hell of a lot more to do with things like symmetry, and mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah, and yeah, the more unusual looking a face tends to photograph more interestingly. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, I think there's a lot more to it than simply 2D 3D. Yeah, towards the end of that massive long um, essay, it, it got into all about confidence in front of the camera and how that can play a huge role to how photogenic you do or don't look. And I yeah. think there's I think there's some element of truth to that as well, that, you know, some people just do know how to be in front of the camera and some people really feel awkward all of the time when a camera's pointed at them. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, yeah maybe there's something to that. Well, well, there's definitely. I mean, you know, you can learn poise, and you look at a dancer, for yep. example, versus a normal person walking along. Or if if if, it, if that dancer had to pose, they would they would they know how to use their angles, they know how to yep. use shapes, they know how to use forms. So there's lot there's lots of things that go together. But if we're just talking just a face, forget about posture, because yep. that's a different kettle of fish. Yep. But if you're just talking about it's just simply the face, I think it has a lot more to do with with symmetry and lighting than it has to do with with confidence necessarily. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. But yep. it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to ponder about, but if you start thinking that stuff too much, it kind of can it can makes it hard to shoot because you're worried about so many factors rather than just doing. Yeah. Right. Sometimes yep. you just do, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a, an email from Philip Johnson. Big he Phil. Sent us a story from uh, Petapixel with the title, Adobe staff worry that their AI could kill the jobs of their own customers. It could kill their own jobs. Yes. Forget about the customers. <laughs> yeah. Self-interest thinking... first, people. God, say, it's the 2020s. <laughs> Self-interest first. That's it. That's it. Uh, but well, that's... that's... <laughs> Who knows where we're headed with that? This AI I'm, stuff, I'm in two know? minds about this. I've I've long held the belief that AI will never, you know, take the jobs of people who are creative because there is something about human creativity that is unique. But then, when I see the advances that have been made in the even just the last twelve months with things like Mid Journey and you know the other image creation things, it's like well maybe I need to backpedal on that previous yeah. assertion. Yeah. I did only in the last week see a high-profile audio engineer post a thing saying he took a, a song, farmed it out to a couple of actual audio engineers to mix, and he also gave it to an AI to mix, and he came back and said, guys, we don't need to worry about AI just yet. <laughs> yeah, just yet, but we're talking but, yeah, a, exactly, year into, yes. a year into it. You know? Exactly. Well, that, that's, that's exactly the same argument. We don't have to worry about digital cameras. Exactly, yeah. And, and I have been saying on this podcast, this is year zero for this 
you know, technology, yeah. and it's only going to get better and better and better. So, or worse and worse and worse, depending on, yeah. <laughs> on your point. Of um, view. Yeah. I, I was just looking at an article earlier that about a, a, a Lightroom plugin, an AI Lightroom plugin for uh, for Lightroom, and it it learns your editing style and does the bulk lifting of all your editing. Whoa! So yeah, if your job is to be is a photo editor, and there's plenty of people to do that. Yeah. Um, well, there's some risk there, isn't there? Does that uh, mean I'll away. stop getting all those spam emails from people claiming to be retouchers? Uh, well, <laughs> once you're out of a job, possibly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So there's lots of, and there's lots of development there. Um, uh, I think my mate Scott Kivovitz, can't remember the name of his company now, the company he works for, but they do, uh, it's entirely uh, online. Um, you upload all your wedding photos or your event photos, and in yeah, a couple of hours, they're all downloaded, yeah. fully edited for you automatically. And yeah, I'm just getting tip of the iceberg stuff. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I would be worried that um, AI would be able to write Adobe software for them. Mm-hmm. So engineers, you might be out of a job too, and the photographers. I mean, the content creation itself is not AI doable just yet. Listen, you can't go out and photograph Joe Blog's wedding with AI. No, but every other aspect of it, how it's all edited, how it's uploaded, how it's you know, distributed, will will all work into the AI workflow. But still, yeah, I think the photographer in in that in the, if of all the people I'd be worried about, the photographer is the least at the moment. Yeah. For the same reason your audio engineer guy is saying, but uh, until until AIs are running drones and going around and shooting stuff, yeah, I don't. It's too too much to worry and, about. And, and and from my perspective, it's going to be a while before the AI can actually run a mic lead and plug a mic in and, and yeah, you know exactly. set the mic yeah. position correctly and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's what it'll come down to that that the humans will be doing all the grunt work while the yep. AI does all the <laughs> all the fun jobs, the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets us twirl the dials and push the levers. Yeah, yeah. man. Crazy yeah. stuff. What do you got on your list? Nothing. No, I've got to, I, I sent you through. I've only got a couple of things. I yeah. sent you through the other day um, uh, an Instagram sh- reel, which I yeah. almost never, I almost never watch Instagram reels. But uh, yep. if you can find the link to that, it'd be pretty good. But some guy, I don't know how he did it. Some guy had um, set up a, a stabilized camera that would rotate on a platform at the same sp- speed of the rotation of the Earth, yeah. and then done a time lapse. So rather than a time lapse where the Milky Way goes across the sky, as we've seen many, many, many thousands of times, yeah. this was the Milky Way staying in place and the Earth actually, uh, as skinny perception of what the Earth rotating actually looks like. Yeah. And it was mind-blowing to watch. It was just so... Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's like science fiction movies when you <laughs> see you know, thing, an asteroid tumbling past it's, or something. It's actually you know? quite disconcerting the very first time you watch it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, what? on earth is going on here <laughs> it's, it, and it's it's our reality but we just don't see yeah. or feel or understand yeah, it, it's 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 really quite remarkable so I was, I was really impressed with that it's actually probably the most real interpretation of our absolutely. place in space absolutely because the milky way ain't moving like that's that. it you yeah. know we're the ones moving so. yeah so i thought it was brilliant it was it really struck me as soon as i saw it and i thought oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome yeah. uh, and the last thing i've got um because we've been talking a bit about AI impacting all sorts of stuff, yeah. but this this software um, 
is come out. It's called is deep fake detection software. Wow! And this software, say if I'm say if it's looking at you to determine if you're real or deep fake, it analyzes your blood flow. What? Somehow it can determine your blood flow and your heartbeat <laughs> to determine if you're real or if you're AI. Wow! A deep fake. Wow. Yes, I mean, this, and this is what we've been saying. Well, how on earth are we going to be able to tell? Well, this is what's going to have to start to happen is you're going to get all these weird-ass whole new things that we never even imagined. We have to have software to analyse a video to tell us if it's real or not. It's just crazy, just crazy. Through the week, I was on TikTok, and I saw a guy talking about vishing. This is the the latest iteration of a phishing scam, and it's based on the idea that an AI only needs a three-second sample of your voice to completely synthesize your vocal delivery. And what they are doing, you know, these nefarious actors, is using this technology, they'll ring, let's say, your other half... And they'll get a three-second sample she's, of her voice. She's more voice. like my other quarter. Okay. Three-second sample of her voice. They go, sorry, wrong number, hang up. They then ring you and can synthesize her voice saying, I've been kidnapped, we need to you know, get some money out of the account to get me released, blah, 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 blah. And, um, this and guy, I'll turn over and say, honey, who kidnapped you? She goes, what do you mean? <laughs> she's always in the other room, yeah, always. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a, a terrifying thought, though, yeah, like just yeah. where this technology can go, like particularly in the hands of bad actors. Well, it's, um, a, it's a bit like being in the bedroom, Bruce. You've just got to have a safe word, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. With, your, with your trouble and strife, we say, you know, okay, yep. if you ever get a weird phone call from me, yep. ask me, you know, what yep. the size of my old fella is, for example. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you, and then you can laugh and hang up. You need you need some some proof there, yeah. and I had exactly uh, that conversation with Kath this week. Yeah. I, I explained it to her, and I said, "Look, if you ever get a phone call from me or from Max asking for money, ask a question that yeah. AI would not know the answer to. Absolutely, not nothing to do with your bank account details. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. But, yeah. Um, but that's it. I mean, the, it, it's but there's so many people who don't. I mean, people get scammed all the time by these text message scams doing the yeah. same thing. Oh, my, car, my, my phone stopped working, my car, I borrowed a friend's one, can you send $1,000? And people do. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to get conned by a text message, you're going to get easily conned by AI. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Just, uh, yeah. It's just it's just what it is. You, know, you, you, you can't, just can't be an idiot. Yeah. Don't try. I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy nut job, but don't trust instantly yeah, what you're hearing. Yeah. yeah you try and use that, that that very extremely rare thing called common sense. Yeah. 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 Mind you, my, my ex-wife, her husband got kidnapped for a ransom, so it does happen. Yeah, right. In real life, yeah. Right. But uh, they, they wanted a million dollars, and yeah. so he wrote them a check, <laughs> and they went to the bank to clash cash it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Smart Not the funk. sharpest tools in the shed. Yes, yes. <laughs> God, but so there was some nice free accommodation for a while at least. No. <laughs> room and board. No, yeah. yeah, three meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all the sex you can ask for. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, dude. Oh, mate, well, good to chat. I hope you're feeling better soon. Well, my voice has improved during the call. It must be, must be starting to get exercise and That's loosen it. up a bit, so That's it's it. not too bad. Thanks, awesome. mate. Well, take care of yourself. Thank Will you, everyone, do. for listening. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> Bye, all. See ya. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com.